and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, Hello and welcome to episode 28, I believe, of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I am Jim and I'm here with Brandon and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. I am tired. Plus back had to cut trick-or-treating five minutes yeah, short. Yeah, you, you did. I ended up, my kids went on their own. They're, they're actually at this weird age where I think they're too old to trick-or-treat, but since they went, they're old enough to go on their own. So it, it's this weird combo. And they went and my son Rafe ended up emptying two bowls of candy that said, like, please take one or two. Take one, yeah. He took one, the whole bowl, like a jerk, <laughs> like a jerk. And, yeah, and so I was, jerk. Yeah, I was going through the candy uh, of my kids, you know, to try to grab some stuff, though I can't eat it. I'm on my diet. I, I can eat on Saturday, which will start at midnight. I am gonna, All we're going to hear be during this week's podcast is candy wrappers yeah, open. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah, really. Yep. Because no, what you're going to hear is him complaining about having an upset stomach and having that's diarrhea. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what's going to happen because the plan is on Friday night at the stroke of midnight, I am going to start, start eating. the candy bars well, well, on my for, skin. I'm going to eat candy. Then we're going to go to Taco Bell. Then we're oh, going to go God. to bed and wake up at 6.30 in the morning <laughs> to go to the buffet. Oh, we're going to the oh, buffet the then. Day. And yeah. then all that day, I actually made sure that I Man don't day. think we're going to be recording anything on Saturday for two reasons. One, it's Eric's anniversary. You'll, and you'll be and vomiting. And two, I am going to be a glutton and vomit all day is what I'm planning on it. And I'm planning on it with a smile on my face. But they always say they have those eat anything days so that, you know, cheat days, so that you do feel awful, so that you go back on the diet, which it's the, my whole deal is. And when I think about it fully, it does get depressing that I'm I'm on a whole foods diet a la Tom Brady there, Brandon. Your man, Tom Brady. You <laughs> saw him in person on Monday. But I actually get... 12, your kid today. 12 days a year I get to eat whatever I want. And it's funny because I sit there and I go, I go through 30 days, then I get a day, I, a cheat day. But when I actually put it down into the fact that only 12 days a year I get to eat what I want, and it's a little depressing, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm, start, it's I'm like starting to feel a little better. It's like when you break it down to football season. I only get 16 days a year, something yeah, fun Yeah, happens. yeah, like, that's not little... exciting. Yeah, and Jim, yeah, so Jim, I, you don't understand. Yeah. Your, your kids are sitting there manipulating you again. I know. They, they told you that they want you to start eating healthier. Yes. Because they want you to live longer. They, they just that, want me to kill myself. That's what you think. <laughs> they, they don't want you to kill yourself. They want you to live longer so you're miserable longer. Yes. Well, That's well, I said, want, me, and, me and Tanya had our podcast today, and she's accusing me of not buying good food for anybody now. Now, in the meantime, I buy tons of fruit and vegetables. 
Nobody in this house wants that. So that's count. the worst too. It's like the the worst thing when you're trying to eat right and, and you know exercise and things like that. When everybody else, it's like you know you try to stop smoking and you're everybody in the house is you got smoking. Eric Shea over or, there, yeah, like, or every or like minutes. you said, Aaron, like you, you don't want to drink anymore, but yet you get drunk to the bars all the time. It doesn't work that way. And it's, my favorite it's starting is when you sit me. there and buy all this lettuce and vegetables yeah. and fruit, and then it and goes then bad. You, then it just goes and rots. <laughs> That's what happened. I, <laughs> I actually, I ended up buying broccoli in like whole, two days. Yeah, I got a thing of cauliflower, a thing of celery, and a bunch of tomatoes. They all, they're all bad. So I realized this was the first week where you, you, you get all excited. So instead, I, I had to get frozen vegetables. So they really, Tom Brady suggests fresh vegetables, but Tom Brady has more money than me. And yeah. yes, most of the fresh vegetables I had. Rotten. Let's face it, Tom to Brady to isn't going store. to the grocery store to yeah, no. pick those out himself. No. He is every not. single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day is. You know, I tried, but uh, tonight I actually had uh, chicken, and then I had some cashews. Oh, lovely! And uh, my favorite, my frozen those. frozen <laughs> bananas. Uh, that's all I eat, and not with chocolate, just frozen bananas, where I pretend it's a treat. But we're we're done with that talk now. That's nonsense. And what, what are we, a DC podcast with all this nonsense? <laughs> we are here to talk books. And we have three major they might books. I think so by yeah, the end really. of Yeah, really. Well, one. we have three. <laughs> yeah, really. It's not going to be a very positive podcast. I'll tell you that. We're going to start with, well, we're, we're going to have three big books. Tony Stark, Iron Man, Moldable Man 5, and Extermination number four. And Tony Stark, Iron Man's number five. So we're going to end the Multiple Man book uh, and pretty much finish the first kind of arc or first trade of Iron man and get the penultimate of extermination right is is it the next one the last one so yeah, we, we have a bunch of books here i i get used to the six issue minis at dc really, that the it, five I'm throws me off to this five issue miniseries thing. and uh luckily aaron's here because we're gonna start with tony stark iron man number five and he has told us beforehand that he's positive about this <laughs> i am not uh, mostly, I'm confused. I can't say that I'm angry. I was is, confused. Is Aaron secretly a vegan and glad these he cows may got be. revenge? He is may be. I, I actually sat there. I'm like, I could eat some of this food and this, these cows. But it's Tony Stark, Iron Man number five, written by Dan Slott, art by uh, Gang Lim and Max Dunbar. What happened to this book? This issue uh, we it, we have deals with Arno Stark. And the ethics of raising cattle. But by the end, swings around to tie into Sunset Bane and possibly the start of a horror book uh, that involves a arm that likes to write nasty things. This book is a mess right now, in my opinion. If it doesn't get better soon, I'm going to have enough of it. Now, Double A Ron, you said that you like it. And I understand why. We were talking before and you said, listen, you have Dan Slott and he's setting up villains. He's setting up a major villain here, especially with it tying into a family. It's personal. And uh, what we thought, because Brandon said the minute that I got on with Brandon before you got on, he I said, oh, how about that Tony Stark? And he's like, I didn't know Tony Stark had a brother. Then you got on. You're like, you know what? I didn't know Tony Stark had a brother. And it seems as if this is his. Immediately, that thought went in my head. And the next thought right after that was. F and Bendis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about needed editor notes, how about throw me an editor's note when this happens? And it seems like it's something new, and it seems as if what this is, and we were talking a little before that what we would think is possibly that this is his half-brother, his, uh, you know, brother of his adopted family, the Starks, and that he was kind of pushed away. Uh, He was in kind of like he kind of – 
makes himself feel as if he was one of those cattle as well that he was just pushed aside he was was sick and he was in an iron lung or bubble boy or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah no one could touch him at all yep iron man volume 5 2013 okay okay that's where it was yeah so there you go so there is a, a tie back but yeah we get this idea that if he does become the villain I mean, it's very personal to him. He's mad at Tony. At points, he sees Tony. Now, he is kind of getting a hold of Tony, it seems, at points, or at least writing a journal kind of like to Tony. You know, like, hey, Tony, look at what I'm doing. I'm doing this. And you can't, you know, I'm just as good as you. Or like a captain's log. Yeah, something like that. The way he's narrating it, it's almost like he's talking into it instead of writing it down. And with that, you get little subtle hints as it goes on. Kind of like, and I think really subtle that he hates Tony's guts and he (laughs) is doing everything that he's doing in this is to try to one up Tony or at least show Tony and the world that he's the real Stark. I mean, and if it goes with the idea that he is the adopted deal and the, well, Tony's adopted and he's the, you know, it does kind of go like, like, why are you so great? Why are you the one who's getting all this? Look at me. In fact, he goes through this and says that he has bio, uh, engineered himself to not even need to sleep anymore. That that's something that is in yeah. his past. He doesn't need that. And yeah, he is going through basically like his to-do list is saving this country. Yeah, fixing that, you know, eco disaster. <laughs> and, but that's the problem is by the end of it, you get the idea. And this is what I do like about it. And this is about the most positive I'm going to be at the end of the day. It seems that he's only, he only wants to do that stuff to be the, the hot shot. Once it's over, he doesn't care. So the guy who he ends up replacing an arm. And he ends up the guy who's a violinist and he's a national treasure. And he, he faked it. The guy lost his arm in a car wreck. You find out at the end that the arm that was replaced was the person who died in that car wreck. And it was this guy's fault. And he's kind of screwed him a little and he doesn't care. Or when he has done yeah, a thing. It turns where, into an idle hands. Situation. It is. It's idle hands. And then by, by <laughs> the, also at one point he says that he has, uh, he's fixed the problem of growing food in the desert. Well, then when they call him and say, listen, the crops are dying. He's like, eh, hey, you screwed it up. I don't need yeah, you anymore. You, you, oh, look. He's done his big thing, his big to-do, his big, you know, thing that's going to impress everyone. And then, you know, everybody else can deal with it and screw it up themselves. And uh, what's that? He, he, he gives them instructions, though. Yeah. He says, don't do this. Yeah, and then they that, go do this. Yeah, but that, yeah. that one person that he went and cleaned up the garbage for. They, they listened to him. They listened to him. So, I mean, he, he's, he, he may not feel... Like he's he's pretty much a sociopath. Yeah, I think he, though he, I, he does feelings. not have feelings. No, but, but he is but, trying to help. But he he he. So he has a, a kind of a nebulous character yeah, to him. Yeah. That. So I mean, it's it's, it's a very uh, dimensional character. In my yeah, opinion. we'll see how it goes. And and and, and pretty much it, uh, first time introduced to all three of us, and I feel like I got a lot of information about who this character is on many different levels. That's that's why th- this book was intriguing and actually I, I got some enjoyment out of it because there was multiple levels of emotion I felt in this book. I definitely felt the what the heck is this as soon as I opened this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Where's the last story? 
I learned he could is. run with cows <laughs> like, well. You know, yeah, he, well, well, yes, <laughs> he can run with the and and it's funny because in the Slack chat I saw Spain's I saw Aaron bolt. get on and I'm like, oh, he's he's reading, you know, he's gonna try to read Iron Man or whatever, and you're like. I don't think I read the last issue. When did the last issue come out? What happened? Because this just throws you in here. And he's done this a couple of times. The thing that gets me, and I understand exactly what you're saying, and I agree with you, Aaron, that this is a introduction to a character that's intriguing. Uh, it's intriguing just when he's like, you know, he's Ando Stark. That That's intriguing enough to me. And he has this extra dimension that he is helping. Like you said, I get the idea. He's a complete sociopath and he's doing it more to prove something to Tony than to really help anybody. I think that that's more of a sociopath and possibly smarter than Tony. Yeah, and smarter than Tony. The problem I have though is then we go off them some stuff that's very quick. You know, he's growing wheat in, in the desert. He has fixed a guy's arm who now can play the, the violin again when he didn't have an arm. Uh, and then he's also fixing a lock and, and cleaning it. I, I get those things. And then we go for the rest of the issue for about 11 pages of him with this cattle. And it's way over. It's too much it's for me. And gross. It's yeah, too much for me. About, so gross. Oh, he goes to this cattle ranch that has a problem. They've called him in. And these cattle are supposedly they don't have heads, which I see heads. They're just mutated. And, and really, my my don't. my dog Bella, who we had to put down, unfortunately. Uh, you want to know what she looked like? That's about what she looked like. She had <laughs> such bad cancer that they couldn't fix that she got that, and it kind of made me sad. It did look, but Sorry you know, I I still see teeth. I still laugh, see yeah. what would be a head, and they're like, yeah, you know, and there, there's you know Johnny the cattle rustler. We got them mutations here, and they don't have got no heads. And I'm like, they're they're mewing. That, and then you know, they have the a hive mind. All yeah, of a and I'm like, what's going on? Then their cattle, cattle product. On Wi-Fi. It all comes down through. And yeah, once the guy says, "Listen, they 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 only have enough brain. They have a brain stem." They have instincts. So at the one point, one is born, you know, artificially born in, in the thing, and it jumps up. And Ando says, like, why, why does it stand? How would it know to do that? Oh, you know, they got their instincts. And as this is going on, as this is going on, you see that Stark is kind of checking it out, and he doesn't like what he sees. At one point, they have to cattle prod uh, one of them. That doesn't make sense if they don't I, feel pain. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't like that that part there because yeah. it, the, when the cow went psycho, yep. you go. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't figure out if the the cow sneezed. Yeah, yeah, was, really. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, yeah, well, I thought the cow also, just Why didn't up, they but, all? These cows all riot earlier. Like that was the first bite anyone ever took of one of these cows. It's, like there it's was no weird. other. It, it seems well, it's, I, I, it's it seems like the 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 first cow that was in the vicinity that got cut up. Yeah, yeah. Because the 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 chef marinated, cut up and mar- marinated the steaks at this exact point when this cow freaks out. Yeah, We're talking about cows for way yeah. too much for an Iron Man. I, yeah, issue. I, and it's, and it's, then there's the whole gas uh, that Ando introduces that's supposed to make them docile, and but, he says, "Oh, it didn't work." I actually think that maybe that egged it on that he was doing that as well, uh, because he's like, "Oh, the gas didn't work," but whatever. But while this is going on. 
you have this kind of ethical deal of, you know, do cattle and our food, does it think? And what happens if there would get a hive mind together when, and then there's that other, once the, the, the cattle rustler says, yeah, we put this Wi-Fi chip in the brains. I'm like, yeah, things aren't going to go well. Like, this is <laughs> not going to work out. There is no way. Well, you ever, anyone ever see a picture of Dan Slott? There's no way he's concerned about where no, his birth yeah, really. Oh, But yeah, so while this is going on, they're, they're serving a dinner, and they are eating the food and as they cut the steak and and he's like he's real ando's real concerned about this like well there's wi-fi chip it connects and whatever but as this is going on and they're cutting and eating the steak uh the cattle all go nuts they have a hive mind they all go nuts and stampede and basically bust into where they're eating and you have ando say listen i know how to survive this you kind of got to be one with the hive mind old cattle rustler's like i don't know how to do that he's like i I didn't say you. I just said, I know how. And that was a pretty good moment. But the cows take revenge. The cattle take revenge and end up just. Anybody that ate the steak, they they know and they can. Cujo, except cows. Yeah. 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 It's it's such. And this is my problem is. And and I, I fully understand what you're saying. Aaron, I understand the whole idea of this building a thing, but boy, like like Brandon said, and this is a Iron Man book. We got a bunch of cattle it, rustlers. It, it, it I, came out left field. Yeah, totally. I mean it's so odd. And I said before we started, my whole deal is is going and and being new and coming on to these things. Uh, and I said this before with like a Black Panther, which I'll talk about a little later as well. Uh, but also the first arc of Spider Man. A lot of these first arcs in this supposed fresh start which i think marvel has kind of pushed aside we don't really hear much of a fresh start stuff anymore but with these new books and the numbering and things like that these first arcs are are a lot of them are not user friendly and i think that this may turn out to be one of those that you know issue 13 14 you know we're going to be three trades in where we'll say you know what dan slot the whole time he had things worked out like this makes sense mm-hmm. and, and if he does put these little pieces in the place you have ando at the at the end sunshine bang comes who actually if you remember did all that crazy stuff the last issue and then had dinner with tony which she brings up at the end and kind of playing no. both ways and things like that and as we go we had machine man we have uh you know bethany being the inside mold that she doesn't even know we have jacosta well if all of these things wrap up then yeah this will be great it's just dealing with it every issue and the fact that when you get an issue like this in my mind you have this cattle stuff and you're going i'm like this book has been delayed a bunch of times and this is what we get it's so odd delayed for a cattle story yeah that i i just it doesn't make sense it doesn't (laughs) add story you should concentrate on you're (laughs) concentrating on this but that's the problem is when you have the cows being a major major part now yes this is the thing is you have a psychopath who also has some ethics when it involves something that he also, reminds him of himself. He has his own Iron Man armor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and you do Based get this on the cover. Yeah, That's what I wanted the to first see. the first two pages. He has a, a suitcase in yep. his hand that yeah. was like because I was like, what did Tony shave his beard off, his goatee yeah, off? Yeah, that's what I thought. Beard? I mean, the, yeah, this, it was this on. comic sent me through a range of emotions that I I have to give it points for. Really? (laughs) 
I do. I do because I. Brandon's I, laughing I at you. I, I no, like I it, I think, like more than Brandon. Reaction, really? Yes. <laughs> no, I seriously. I, 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 de- I definitely. Uh, I, it's, it's not a great Iron Man story, particularly because there is no Iron no, there's Man. There's no in Iron this. Man, yeah. Uh, you, but. It, for the the introduction to this character, which you this liked is issue with Tolan is, I, I definitely enjoyed it, actually. You know what the funniest thing is? Uh, I'm reading it. And again, this is where Dan Slott is giving me a roller coaster ride of emotions. So I'm here, and I've read a bunch of, and then, you know, you can say, unfortunately, a bunch of the Bendis Iron Man going mm-hmm. into this and things like that. So I, I started up, and you have, you know, Stark Solutions, Stark Resent. You have all this Stark stuff being mentioned, and then you have him uh, going in. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Singapore, Mr. Stark. Please, Mr. Stark was my fa- father. And he says, call me Arno. And I'm like, I don't know what he's playing with here. And like yeah. you said, yeah. he has a suitcase. So I, I'm still in my mind thinking that it's Tony. And I'm like, when did he become a doctor? And all of a sudden, he's doing surgery. I'm yeah. like, what is going yeah. on? And I'm like, oh, okay, exactly. Arno. Yeah, it, it actually threw me. I, I, it's funny, too. I wonder why he wouldn't if it was me and i was really screwing with people especially i would have kept that call me arno until after the surgery he would have said please mr stark was my father where's the patient starts doing surgery like, what are you doing tony and then they're like no. oh man mr stark thank you thank you so much no 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 call me arno and i would have been like "Ooh, that that's pretty good but it's still good but i the arno part really went over my head right away i thought yeah eh, he's I, it I, I actually he's thought it was some else. sort of thing he was making up so that it couldn't be traced but then he's still yeah. using stark so i was like i don't going on but yeah that's the cattle part i I will say the cattle part did go on a little long and it probably felt that way because those cows were just just fugly yeah they're just the most gross thing ever they were they were and i'll just i would not eat that if i ever saw a picture no No one would eat that no no (laughs) and the the big thing yeah and well you have that and you get that idea that he like he has some ethics as a sociopath he really yeah. is against Tony, A, number one, and in the meantime, he is helping some people. They just have to follow his rules, and if you don't, you're cut off with no care in the world. He does not have any sort of empathy if you don't go by what he says. So, you know, like yeah. you said, social doesn't have time for that. And the, the other and <laughs> the, the other thing that I did like, though, if we're going to talk about things we like, I did like when you did suddenly see the flashbacks of him as a kid stuck in that bed watching yeah. video after video of everything that Tony's doing when yeah. he can't even get out <laughs> exactly. of that bed. He, he is stuck YouTube in that iron lung. of how to do yeah. surgery. And, and, it and basically, that's, that, that's why the arm ain't yeah. right. And, yeah, really. <laughs> basically, through this whole thing, I mean, there is a guy who is the brother of, and again, who knows if he's even, if we even, and Brandon said it is a callback, but yeah, I could even go with at the end, we find out that he has no relation. He just made that up, but they all know him as that. But as he's there, he can't walk and he's just watching Tony's first love. Tony running, Tony as Iron Man, Tony cutting a ribbon at the set and just think and with women all over. And it must just have Mm -hmm. driven him insane. And yeah, yeah, he feels the same as these uh, hideous cows uh, (laughs) that, you know, people are "Eh, he's just that they don't think they don't care. Sexiest self. He when is he comes a out sexy self. But <laughs> the thing is, though, he was kind of thrown into a hospital bed, kind of forgotten. 
And, you know, almost like, ah, he's not good for anything, though he is a very smart guy, we said, and Aaron said, and I think he's right, I think he's smarter than Tony, it's just now he's finally getting able to do that, but yeah, he's also covered in blood. And then calls, you know, Sunshine uh, Bane in to clean up. And then they go to dinner. And basically he says, the one guy calls, the guy he put the arm on, is like, I don't know what's going on. This arm, it has a mind of its own. It's writing awful things at night. And he's like, ah, deal with it. You know what? That That's your fault. It's the arm of the person you, you killed for texting. Yeah. And then so, he made him play, play yeah, music. Then he makes the him play time music while, while they're eating. With- <laughs> oh, it's so funny because he even has it in his watch. Shit. Oh, yeah, that is. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, while, while Sunshine's there, he's like, oh, I was just working up our playlist. No, no, you were, you were threatening a guy who you put an arm on. But yeah. yeah. And then, and they're merging. So they're, you know, yeah. building up the villain roster. Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, it's just too much of that cattle. But yeah, even at the end, he's like, fair warning, I'm not like my brother, Miss Bane. And then she says, in what way? And he's like, I never rest. No matter what happens, I keep moving forward. And they're like, you know, to the future. And then he says, that's all for now, Tony. See you soon. So yeah. And he doesn't the, the, the problem I have with this <laughs> is the way this book is, and it's weird for me to say this because it's only five issues in, but the way this is, I get the idea we won't get back to him till issue 20. And, you know, we keep <laughs> no. having things. It's like one of those things where you set up three things, then you go mm-hmm. a little bit forward for that. Now set up another two, and there's these tiered things I, going I, on. I will definitely give you that. The 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 forward momentum has been slowed. Yeah. Uh, for the delay in shipping and and the story style he is using. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but it may pay off. That that's yeah. the thing. And, and really, the art the, has been outstanding. Oh yeah, I, sure. I love it. And and here's the thing: me reading this, I'm not angry. I'm confused. And just, I'm not even frustrated yet. I'm just confused. And every time I read an issue now, since issue three, three, four, and five now, I always think that I've not read three issues. Or, uh, you know, I forget what happened because nothing ever goes from the cliffhanger of the one to the other, it seems. We keep jumping into different stuff. But I'm not, I'm not mad. This is not yeah. like a, a thing where on our DC thing where I say that Tom King's throwing out stuff and I know he won't go back or, or Joshua Williamson or stuff that has frustrated me. This isn't frustrating yet. It's only five issues in. Yeah. Like you said, the art's great. And the frustrating it, thing is the tagline fresh start has not been so yeah, fresh. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. And, <laughs> and, and from the first two issues of this book, I really liked it. It was one of my favorites. Now I have to step back a little because I have to wait and see and i i didn't want to wait and see for the first arcs i i really wanted the first arcs to be one of those where and it, you know it's selfish but i wanted it to be just balls to the wall fun show the characters get going and yet still i mean it's a tough thing and there's a lot of writers involved in this so maybe some of them couldn't but dan slot could he's a good writer uh, like it's something where you and brandon who have read more iron man could enjoy it as well and I haven't this, read much. Okay, yeah. so it, it's just this this beginning. I've read a lot of Bendis Iron Man. Yeah, huh? I did too, and yeah, <laughs> that just and and that's the other problem. Maybe is that really was dragging on and on and on, like most of Bendis stuff did. And so when I get this, I thought, oh man, Dan Slott, I hear all the superior Spider-Man. Everybody praises that. But even then, I remember people yelling and screaming at the beginning of that. So uh, maybe I just have to sit back and wait. But what would you give it, Aaron? We're going to go to you first because I know you'll be the most positive. I kind of have an idea of what you'll give it uh, somewhere between a a 2 and a 10. 
<laughs> oh, Actually, really? I, 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 I'm going to try. To, I'm going to try, and we've only had a couple uh, episodes that I've talked to you. But I, I like to pride myself, like I do with Eric Shea, of guessing people's things. I think you're going a seven out of ten. Is what I think. The way you were talking, you were talking with a seven out of ten little, you know, glee in your in your voice. Well, what are I'm you actually, get? I'm actually thinking seven five. Actually. Oh, see, I'm close. You're close. You're I'll close. Have to, I'll have to. Uh, it'll take me a little longer. Now, now, but so you, you're going seven five. I'm going seven five because the the quality of the art has just been outstanding. This, this, though, I was upset to begin with when I first got through the first five six page. Act, yeah. Actually, right away I was upset <laughs> as soon as I yeah. figured out this isn't Tony Stark. And then as soon as I figured out we're not going to see any of Tony Stark, I was like, what is going on? But then as soon as I realized he was just building up this character in a hopefully just a quick one and done issue for that mm. villain to to germinate in your mind and then he's going to push forward and, when he pushes and blast back. off with the next issue hopefully uh, i might have to dock the next issue if there isn't some kind of big push forward but uh, uh right now i i'm very satisfied with this issue okay. more so even than most of previous issues even i think that's cool yeah, and seven five is is positive for us. I, I, I like, I like yeah, a good uh, a so. villain origin story. Yeah. Actually, it, it's a weird one too because you know it's like playing coy with it as well. I understand, and like I said, I I wasn't upset. I wasn't mad. I was confused. Mm-hmm. My confusion I, though, I and was the, too. and then the, the <laughs> fact that we spend a lot of time just and really by the when you first started out with the cattle. Were you shocked at anything by the end, except maybe there was death and stuff like that? You kind of had figured out what was going to go on by the end. You know, at least that they weren't I, I, good. I, I, I got the, the they weren't good. There was something messed up. But yeah, I, I was pretty shocked by the death. Well, of yeah, the death was shocking, but I'm saying nothing stomping. other nothing that the cattle rustlers end up getting. You know, the the bad end of the deal. I'm pretty well, much treated I was, like I was, I was cattle. <laughs> I was expecting Stark to uh, save everybody somehow. Yeah, I thought it was weird too <laughs> yeah. because as you go, like, no, the, the one thing that cracked me up is because I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. I can even go six five. You you have convinced me to go up a little. I'll go six five because I do understand what you're saying. But the problem is is while you're going and you're like you have the cattle rustling. He's like, yeah, you know, we got some mutation and some of these their cattle they're going bad. And and, and I was like. You're not telling me everything. And he kept saying that just so mm-hmm. you knew that something was going wrong. But you knew something. Like I said, once they said, we put the Wi-Fi in the heads. I'm like, yeah, things have gone completely wrong here. And why do that? Yeah, it, it was crazy. But that, that, That's what happened to the whole world. The Wi-Fi got put in their heads. That is true. And now everybody's everybody's lost their minds. <laughs> uh, though I will tell you that one of the reasons why my score did go up was just at the very end when you were telling your little thing of why you're giving it a seven five and you said you know i don't mind a issue that deals with the you know a villain a villain origin type deal and i will tell you i appreciate that more and maybe it will pay off going forward than having a page and a half in six straight issues of seeing uh, because he certainly could have done this brother (laughs) at the end of each issue where you kind of peek into him and, and a lot of writers will do that and that drives me insane. Yeah, so this was a ground ground floor for a new villain, and you got and, to and basically, that. like you said, it's basically here it is. Let's get it out. 
It's yep. there. We don't have to waste any more time going <coughs> forward with it. You know that, you know, you, you basically get a gist of who he is. So the next time he shows up, he, he can hit hard and, and go. So I, I, that's basically why I went up to a six five. Brandon, though, I don't think is going to go that high. <laughs> no. I think Brandon's in the five five range. If I, if I yeah. know that, I'm going to, I'm going to just go flat five. You Ooh. can think that's a special five you yeah. want or, yeah. or not. Uh, we, you know, we don't play that game here. No, we'll, no, I'll we leave just it up have the five. Listener interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I didn't enjoy Arno. Arno Stark plays Elon Musk really much for, for most of the issue. And yeah, uh, just, you know, like we already beat the cow thing to death. I don't feel like talking about that anymore. And the only thing I really found interesting was that everything he was doing was, you know, either blowing up or not blowing up. And he cared not one way or the other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if it yeah. worked fine, if it didn't work fine, I like that part to him. And, you know, I, I'd like to see how he's a villain to Tony in the future. But other than that, I didn't take much out of this. No. So I'm giving it a five. I like the art, though. The art was Let me ask you this. Would it have been different if he would have used buffalo instead of cows? Yes. No. Don't you dare tarnish the buffalo. <laughs> yes, it would have. It would have just been that big hump there. And it would have been like a two. If he it would have buffalo. been the buffalo. And then at the end, for some reason, Ando would have thrown sex toys out, yeah. out on on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere and yelled something bad about Tom Brain. Uh, the guy that got arrested for it was quote unquote from Florida. Okay. But, uh, he was at the game though. Yeah. I, will say. <laughs> I will tell you the thing about the Buffalo Bills, and if you don't know what we're talking about, the Buffalo Bill fans seem to throw sex toys out onto the field, mainly when Tom they're playing Brady the Patriots with, yes. with Tom Brady. <laughs> and, and the thing though is it hasn't been that lucky, right? It, it, it no, has. Oh, no, it's bad luck. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Just, I was thinking this yesterday. I'm like, why do they keep doing it? It's not lucky. <laughs> they, they need to do something else that actually gets a win. Yeah. Uh, gets them in the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. But yeah. All about the headline. Broken tables and dildos. That yeah. is true. That is true. That uh, sounds like a rap song. Yeah, that, that sounds like a rap <laughs> album. <laughs> I, I have is. a thing real quick because I was going to say about, you know, the, the reviews for this issue are not great. And I actually have been looking at a lot more of the Marvel reviews on the comic book roundup. And I noticed that people are not as uh, crazy with their high scores. No, uh, with they're the a lot tougher. They're yeah. a lot tougher. And I think that one of the reasons is, is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, which I don't think I am. So you don't have to correct me. Is that <laughs> when you give a, wrong. when you give a Marvel score, a, a high score, and you go on Twitter, it doesn't make a difference because half of Marvel's creators are off of Twitter now. And if they're not, they're <laughs> jerks. So they, they never respond. It is very hard to get a Marvel creator to respond to any sort of tweet, even if it is a 10 out of 10 score of a comic book. And I think that's what people don't care about. Uh, if, if they can't get retweets, Matthew, they don't care. I've had Matthew Rosenberg respond. Kelly Thompson respond. Yeah, listen, uh, yeah. Donnie Cates oh, respond. Yeah. You're so well, I think they've really come down. From, from reviews, from I'm stuff. saying from reviews they responded, uh, or just you Matthew talking. Rosen, Matthew Rosenberg did. Okay, because actually, uh, Donny Cates follows uh, the DC section for not anything Marvel. It was from before for his paybacks uh, deal when he was on Dark Horse, and we I gave him a ten out of tens because I actually love that. Ed Brisson too. <laughs> 
He, he responded. Okay. Well, I'm looking and I see a lot of low scores and a lot of, you know, Dan Slott. He, he, he's not going to, you know, congratulate yeah, anybody and stuff He'll like that. He'll just yell so. at you if you do. Yeah, yeah. I, there's one, two, three, four, five books that are under, you know, sevens on that. And you actually six. And you, oh. uh, you don't see that at DC. And, and I no, think no. that mostly DC, a lot of the reviewers are just trying to kiss butt. I think a lot of reviewers work at DC and they're, they might. they're actually side jobs. Yeah, that's yeah. my theory too. <laughs> yeah, that might be. But we're going to move on now to Aaron's quick books. And what are you talking about tonight, Aaron? Uh, I'm going to talk about Punisher number three, uh, writer Matthew Rosenberg, artist Simon Kurdransky. Yeah. <laughs> and Antonio Phil Bella for colors. Yes. Uh, basic Punisher, he's uh, getting chased all over town by uh, killers, heroes. Everybody wants to capture him, and he's just slaughtering fools. Is <laughs> basically this whole book. He's fighting alongside Daredevil, wasting people when Daredevil doesn't want him to waste people, but he, it, it doesn't stop him. He killing, 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 and it's it's great actually. I mean, it's definitely picked up from the first issue. I still prefer the War Machine uh, arc before this whole fresh start yeah. jump. The art was way better before. I, there's still some weird, goofy facial panels, like with Punisher that I can't stand in this. But uh, it, it's a lot of darker, shaded colors, uh, except when some of the bigger villains hop into the mix. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a, it's taken a turn for the better, in my opinion, over the last two issues. Yeah, well, one, I one I could not stand at all, but I hated two, it. Yeah, two I didn't three like. Definitely. Uh, I like two a little better than one. A lot, actually, a lot better than one. I haven't read three really? yet, though. Yeah, I yeah. haven't. I haven't read anything past one. I, I see a lot of people like this a lot more. A lot of people like that number one. I just didn't. And, no, I didn't like one. Uh, so maybe I'll have to pick it up because I did see the, some people the, the talking about this. The still takes gets a takes a little getting used. I don't to like Simon. Kur- I don't like Simon Kudransky. I don't I'm like his art at all. I'm not either. When he was it on, it just looks he, like he takes pictures and colors yeah, over them. I I um, never liked his style. He was on at the end of the New Fifty Two on Green Arrow, and I I did not like it. I didn't the like more his art. Well then. lit areas are a lot better in my opinion. When there's the heavier, darker shadowing, it. It just looks like monstrous, no. like it just wrong. Yeah. But when there's a, a heavier, a brighter light, it's better. And I, I really like uh, the camera, the angle uh, he uses for like the Punisher shooting scenes. Nice. So when Punisher's and, and he's shooting pretty much this whole issue, yeah, <laughs> he's blowing up things, killing things left and right, and, and it just looks. Pretty pretty cinematic, and I I hate to overuse that word, but it, with this a uh, uh, lot of close up uh, eyes signals that Pan- Punisher's using, or where he's going to shoot next, and stuff like that, that I, I just thought was the pretty pretty awesome myself. But uh, yeah, definitely check out Punisher issue three. Any any and, others for your quick books? Uh, the other quick one was Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, that is issue thirty six of fully caught up on this and uh it pumps pumps me up every time because it's one of those all ages books that just gives you a a grin the whole time going through it as you're watching luan luan 
Nella. Yes. <laughs> That's such a hard word to say. Moon Girl, we'll call her that. Yeah, Moon Girl. As you, as you watch Moon Girl go through school and figure out her powers, because, I mean, she still has not technically figured it out. That's what this issue is all about, where she's uh, still trying to figure out how she's switching back and forth with Devil Dinosaur. Well, uh, there's also a big school test coming up, and Kingpin has a daughter that is in school. Is she that, awesome? It, it's like a, a stepdaughter, and she's you know awful, just like Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. So L- Lunella's got to deal with her while trying to figure out how not to switch back to Devil Dinosaur. And the Wrecking Crew is trying to wreck the school the whole time. And, <laughs> you know, you can't have enough Doombot head in a comic, and this has got a, nice. a good little portion in it, too. And Doombot's just hilarious. You know, I am Doombot! <laughs> so, uh, read read this book. It's just funny. To. It's, it's funny. It's, uh, it's, it's energetic every single time. It just makes you laugh and smile. When we first picked the books that we did for uh, the, when we had the Marvel Mondays and stuff on the site, Moon Girl was the one I picked. That, that was the book, and I was doing that for a while. And I loved it. I actually it's still just yeah, as good. Yeah, I loved all it the way so much. through. This is this has got to probably be like the best omnibus you ever could buy once really? they put it into it. Because I mean, the art has just been stellar and pretty much the same artist all the way through. I think they got like one or two artists artists that they switch back and forth with, but they both, you know, add and don't take away from each other so well that it, it's. you you never really hardly ever notice it nice and it was uh when i was reading it it was very much near the beginning of the Mm -hmm. the series actually it might have been near the whenever it was when we started doing it but she was there and uh it was like a mini nova i'm telling you i was reading it and had no idea what Mm -hmm. what i was reading and loved it uh who had come from space to to uh assassinate her or something but then liked her and uh, i can't remember i I read like the first three volumes before i even knew that devil dinosaur was a jack kirby creation yeah yeah i I didn't didn't even know that then i was just like oh my gosh that's just brilliant to use a jack kirby creation in the creation of a new little girl character like this. yeah and i loved her i thought she was great and it it was funny too because when i started reading it uh, I also like that new Power Girl at DC, and she reminded me of her, even with her hair and stuff like that. <laughs> it made me laugh. But it is like an all-ages book, which I usually like. That's one of the secrets uh, of me, <laughs> is that those are like the books that I really, really enjoy. The kryptonite. Yes. What, yeah, I love One them. of the great things about this issue is kind of pretty much how it, how it ends, because it culminates with Lunella just being like, okay, this is me, me and Devil Dinosaur. We're not going to mess around with trying to figure this out anymore. We're just going to be be us. So, I mean, she's she's just coming into her own little bit at every time, which you really want in in a long form story like this. So, I mean, I love it. I love it. It's definitely a a buy almost every single time with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. It's serious. Damn, that's awesome. Well, we're going to move on to something that we may say is not much of a buy. It's our next bigger book, yeah, if if you can say, but it is Multiple Man number five. It's going to end the Multiple Man uh, mini-series. It's written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Annie McDonald, and my little blurb is, Multiple Man is done and ended up feeling more like an attempt at a Rick and Morty story more than anything else in my mind. I lost interest in this book a couple issues ago, and I'm pretty glad it's over. Like most of the MCU now, 
I don't like multiple man. And, I, and, I, I, and again, this is one of those things that as we go through this, uh, I wasn't angry at it. I just, I've had enough of it. I, I, yeah. I, I just don't just, understand the whole time travel in this. And, and, and they, as they, soon as I figured, tried to figure it out, I was out. And the thing is, I think Matthew Rosenberg is trying to make it so that you can kind of, you, you can figure it out, but I think he wants it to be wonky just because of what it is. And that's one of the yeah. jokes as well to make it so wonky, uh, that it, it's almost so crazy that it, it that it works. But just the idea mm-hmm. of, you know, you have multiple, 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 multiple men. And by the end, it's the fight between who's going to be the prime. And, you know, I'm going to resorb you while you resorb me. And now I did. And I'm fighting you. And Beast is the one who's, you know, to blame. And then Ooh. by the end, and even at the point where you have this deal where they're there and all those, you know, millions it seems of mobile men are there and they're like hey we're here and that's where bishop's like yeah i have a little bit of a you know fail safe here and he starts clicking off his bombs and and people are blowing up all over and you have all this stuff going on but where i really had my biggest problem is i don't care i don't (laughs) care if all of the jamie madroxes die i don't care i (laughs) did like seeing you know the hulk jamie or the deadpool jamie i like that idea but by this point, and, and even with the thing like, oh, I got to go back and, you know, meet that woman who has, you know, and you, you see it starting all over again and all this other stuff. I just didn't care. But how about you, Brand- Brandon? Tell me what you think of it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have much different than you to say. I just I don't understand immediately from the second page where the Jamie appears 15 years into the future that he just killed in, in issue, I don't know, three or four. I forget. Yeah even when we were reading this series at this point. And I have a hard time just in general with time travel stories anyway. And then on on page two, I'm like checking out of the story while I'm trying to get ready for this and, and read everything yeah. we need. And I'm like, man, this book is just, I need like a good hour to block off and understand what's going on and, and reread everything because I, I'm like I, I think, said, I'm I not think some confusion travel. happened with the last issue because I was slightly confused myself until it it further got explained later on. But yeah. I, I I don't even want to try to explain I, it I yeah. do, because sure they'll be saying Jamie so many two times, yeah, to yeah. get help, and it's one of them that's come back and. And all that nonsense. And you whatever. see I scenes that we already saw scary. and they get ended because <laughs> oh, yeah. of these bombs and things. So that the future ends up changing because of that. And then there's no future I, where they go. It's, and it's then weird because very, this, very... this book, for how much I was on board with it at the start, like I've never fell so off board with a book by the end. Yeah, we the first After two the issues, first me two and issues. you were loving it. Yeah, we we really, really like were it. liking it. And then, yeah. yeah, that third issue threw us off a bit. And then it's just gone downhill from there. But yeah, I, I think this is, I think it's been two issues too long honestly yeah, I, I this, agree. this story definitely could have been a three a issue kind three of a issue deal story yeah it really seriously could have because the two extra two issues was just too much uh adding to the mix well and it you was say just that too much confusion and you have that problem with time travel things because like you're saying it, you're exactly right because what happens and what they change in this issue could have happened. It could have happened two issues ago because everything that went from there 
It doesn't really matter. It gets wiped out. Now, in time travel stuff, that happens yeah. a lot. But this ends up wiping out stuff that I didn't care about. And really, yeah. how could you care that much about? We, it's only five issues anyway, even though it, 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 it is it extended. It was definitely a, a shuffling of the deck kind of an issue. Yeah, yeah. He, Matthew Rosenberg, I believe, went at this, uh, not with the intent of getting new readers. He was going at this with the intent of knowing that this is going to be a niche book anyways. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody loves Jamie Matrox. No. Um, it only sells a certain amount. Uh, Jamie was dead to begin with. Yeah. He had to figure out a way to bring Jamie back and then had Which to make a way to to, uh, to make it stick. Yeah. And, and basically, uh, you know, like you said, Jamie was dead. And by the end here, we get the dude Jamie who comes back and <laughs> yeah, then ends the up Jamie. at the last second finding the serum that Beast made <laughs> so that he can become the Prime. So you, you, you exactly. there it is, the checklist, boom. Now with it also, like you said, it's a niche book. It also throws in the X-Men because it's making fun of all the time travel nonsense and changing yeah. things like that. So there's the little wink winks and stuff like that. Uh, I just think that with the idea that, like you said, it's a niche book, but it's also he made it a little too confusing and yeah. I don't think he had to fill, and I don't fill think, in yeah. some space. I and I don't think he cared. And that's what it is. It, it, it's, they're so they're be, not going to make a three-issue no. minute. No. So <laughs> you, you need two more issues. So what you yeah. do is throw a lot of time travel nonsense in and yeah. have like things happen knowing that it's not going to matter because you're just at the end going to press yeah. buttons, blow up yeah. bombs, ruin the future so that yeah. Jamie sees that, so yeah. he wants to go back and change it. And that's exactly. all that happened. Like you said, it ends then with basically, if you had to explain the five issues to somebody three months from now, like, hey, this Moldova, and like, don't worry about it. Moldova man was dead. Now he isn't. That, that's yeah. all it was. And, and also, and, and the funny part of it is, is that, yes, you, you, you have to bring him back, but he also has to be able to duplicate and that's what you end with because of the serum. So there well, you go. Now, now the main, the pr- prime Jamie's going to also have an M over his eyeball, just yeah. like uh, yeah. Bishop yep. does. Yeah, well, so he's easy yeah. to pick out from here on out. Yep, you'll yeah, see I, him. I, unless the duplicates have an M over their eyeball. Yeah, yeah. But but even, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of nonsense the whole time. It, it, it's kind of nonsense. It's definitely an each character. Yeah. And, and there is. I mean, I, I do still enjoy Matthew Rosenberg dialogue. He does give you a, okay. a chuckle here and yeah. there. Uh, he, he didn't he mention to, Chip Zdarsky in two yeah, issues, so thank God he mentioned him all the time. I was going to kill him. He, he definitely has a, 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 a writer's grip yeah. on writing a timey-wimey story. Because, I, I, I mean, if you really try to go back and pull apart this whole idea of how this uh, – timeline wonkiness crap went you're probably not going to have really a thread to pull at because he kind of seemed to cover it all in the dialogue yeah. but i mean it was definitely rammed down your throat and, and it was Slippy. like it, and that's the funny thing by the end when the two are fighting to be the prime and resorb each other and, and things like that they pretty much spell out exactly what you need to know on that last page, when when yeah. Jamie picks up the serum, I was like, "What are you doing? How can you do that?" Well, you know that you had, you know, Beast make the serum that <laughs> does that. I'm like, "Oh, here we go." And yeah, yeah, but but by the end, the funny thing though is, for the first two issues, 
I actually knew nothing about Moldable Man. I didn't even know. It took mm-hmm. me a full issue yeah. to remember Jamie Madrox, the <laughs> name. I mean, I yeah. went through he, that. He wasn't looking for new readers yeah, at all. For, but the problem was, is I was enjoying it. I was having yeah. fun. Even without knowing anything, I was having goofy fun. When you had the crazy Jamie Madrox, Moldable Man Avengers show up then out of nowhere and you have a Hulk and a Doctor Strange. Like I was like, boy, and a Deadpool. I was, you, you that was you cool. You didn't get to laugh, laugh all this guy that's laying on the ground, this soul, this other Madrox laying on the ground with all the, the feather darts. Yeah, that was kind of funny. From Archangel. That was kind of funny. <laughs> was there are some so funny things. Yeah, there are some funny things. But still, it just ended up. I think that the problem was with this last issue, which does tie up things and resolve, uh, the last two before this, three and four, I was kind of already checked out. So there was not yeah. much he was going to be able to do on this. But it at least at the end, you're like, weird, okay. Weird yeah, uh, what would you give it, Aaron? Oh, gosh. I mean, I'm not a huge Jamie Madrox fan myself. I haven't read very many issues. No. The, I, the idea and the concept of the character I love, yeah. but I can't ever say I've read a book and went, I love that when it involved him, really. Gotcha. You know, it, it's a great idea, but, um, gosh. Uh, six. Yeah, I'm going to go six, five, actually. So I'm a little more positive. That's amazing. I'm just going to go six, five. I like the art and it's weird. I saw a lot of people hate the art. I actually like this art style for yeah, what it is. It's my favorite part of this issue. Yeah, I actually like it for what it is <laughs> and how it's going. So I'm going to go 6-5. What about you, Bren? I'm going 5-5. Five, five. I liked it just huh. slightly more than Iron Man. Like, and I'm glad the story just wrapped up with yeah. one Jamie instead of a total cliffhanger ending. You know, I was afraid of that a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I didn't really love it either at the same time. It, it Like I said, the timey-wimey stuff I have issues with. Well, I'm surprised that you like this more than Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Iron Man was a bunch of nonsense this well, week. But, I'm, uh, yeah, so you're going 5-5, five, five, you said? Yeah, 5-5. Five, five. All right, well, I'm going to go to my quick books now, and I have a bunch, but I'll be very quick. Now, I don't know, have you been reading the X-Men Black books, uh, Aaron? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah, uh, Brandon has not, but I'm going to talk about two really, really quick, but it's the first X-Men Black Magneto that came out at the beginning of the month mm-hmm. by Chris Claremont and Dalibor... Telagic? Yeah. Is that how you're saying? And <laughs> sure. I actually, I was intrigued by these because it's, you know, the X-Men villains, you're going to go, but I had no idea what they were. I had no idea what this, this whole idea of this X-Men black bunch of books were. Though, once I saw Chris, Chris Claremont was on, I was like, oh, you know what? I, I want to read this. So I read it and the Magneto one that starts it out. And I'm not even going to talk about the backup because I'll, I'll be quite honest. I had no idea what was going on with Apocalypse. That's the only that reason why these things are a thing is yeah, for that backup. Yeah. And I had no, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I had no idea what was going on there. So I was going in thinking that possibly I, I didn't really think that I was going to get, you know, origin stories, but I thought I'd get some cool things and they're, they're okay. I don't know what you think about them, uh, but with just the actual villain parts of it, they're okay. And this, uh, the Magneto one, Chris Claremont, uh, I like the art in both issues that I'm talking about. Juggernauts, the second one that I'm going to talk about that came out last week. And the art's kind of a, a cartoony style that I liked anyway by Sean Crystal. But this Magneto, I kind of went in and I wanted to see a Magneto story and I pretty much got exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, it's very in your face, <laughs> oh. p- political in my mind. It is like every Magneto story yeah, you've ever yeah. read. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. And 
basically what I put in my little write up of, you know, little blurbs here and little words. I just put that it's, it's a typical Magneto story. I've only read mm-hmm. a couple Magneto stories. This seemed to be the generic version of almost every one of them. You have Magneto in a bar. He's talking to this young girl. It got a little creepy. In my mind, mm-hmm. he was getting a little personal with this this young girl, but it ends up where she sees that he was in the Holocaust at the same time that a news thing comes over that they are having a detention center for mutants now and that they are going to separate the kids from the parents. I'm like, this is too much yeah. like the politics going on right now. And, and so then you have the piece of craps in the bar yelling, they don't like them damn muties and things like that. So <laughs> you, you have Magneto kind of stand up and then they see like the, the girls like, oh, my God, he was in the Holocaust cost and then they start going which i thought the one thing that two things that chris claremont i thought worked out well in this is the idea now in this time that we're in now that if magneto is shown that oh man you were in the holocaust you know what you look pretty young for a guy who was in the Holocaust because most of those people are, are dying or dead now. So I like that idea that he stood up and he, they, she, he was in the Holocaust and like, you look pretty young for somebody, no. in, you know, in a concentration camp. Good buddy. jeans. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I have good jeans. But I like that little twist now that as you wranglers. get further away. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> other thing I like, too, he goes to Asteroid M, which was kind of a cool deal. But when he is fighting, he's in there in almost like his version of the danger room. And he's fighting the X-Men in a simulation with all the fail safes off because he wants to be strong. He wants to fight them the way they are. But at one point for a little bit, for like one little panel or, you know, half a page, he starts to reminisce and kind of talk about how a lot of these X-Men that he fights, he's watched them grow up. He He's so he's been fighting them and, and he's so much older now. That like Kitty Pride, he mentions, he's like, oh, my daughter, died, but, you know, Kitty Pride, I've watched her grow. And I thought that was a kind of a really interesting thing that I, I thought maybe they could explore a little of a Magneto or a lot of these villains, because you, you kind of it's kind of a meta thing playing with how long these things are. But it kind of puts a twist on these age old battles where you have Magneto like, boy, I've seen these guys, you know, grow up and have kids and things like that. But I, I like that enough. But pretty much it ends with him going to the detention center, the Sentinels. It's a very typical story. And it kind of, it was okay. I wasn't mad that I read it. I'm telling you, though, the Apocalypse Backup. And, and the other problem I'm having is I can't really talk much about the Apocalypse Backup because I only read X-Men Black Magneto, read X-Men Black Mojo, and then jumped the Juggernaut. I did not read Mystique, and so I, I don't have the, the deal to follow. I'm going to read Mystique eventually. Uh, yeah. The next, yeah. I'm telling you that these, from what I've heard, though, for the most part, Mojo was kind of... You know, kind of a tongue-in-cheek deal of almost like Comicsgate type deal from what I got from it. It, but start, it, it started like for, oh, it, it started from the first page that yeah. was kind of like that, but then it just degenerated into uh, Mojo wanting yeah, to find a Mojo. girlfriend, and yeah. then uh, Glob uh, yep. helping him find uh, hook up with the chick he's had a crush yeah. on. I was going to say, he just settles for Glob then. Yeah, that Glob. Would, <laughs> that would be good. But X Men Black the- Juggernaut uh, came out last week, and it was written by Robbie Thompson, art by Sean Crystal. And I, it, this art 
it, you may like it, you may hate it, whatever. I actually liked it. I, I actually liked the cartoony look and things like that. But it's basically Kane Marco. He has to fight Sidorak to prove that he is worthy of the gem. In the meantime, it's of the mind. It, it's a wacky issue. And I like at one point, he thinks that it is uh Xavier messing with him and things like that, he says. But in the meantime, throughout the issue, he is joined by his young little self, who joins with him and seems by the end to be uh, insane and pretty much the psycho of the two. And as uh, Sidorak's like, oh, you're not worthy, you're not worthy, then he proves to be worthy, kind of gives him the deal. And by the end, Juggernaut's like, yeah, well, let's go get the rest of these crystals and kick this guy's butt. And they kind of go off. And I liked it enough. I don't, I have not read a lot of Juggernaut. I know he's unstoppable. That's about all I know. That's about all, <laughs> all I know. Really, I know him from the Deadpool movie and a couple other stories that I've read. Professor X's brother. Yes, That's and he's perfect, which you, you get from this as well. The other thing, though, is Juggernaut, for the most part... I get from other people talking about how great Juggernaut is. I mean, that's all I hear. Eric at work will sometimes just talk about Juggernaut and how much he loves Juggernaut. And Juggernaut's <laughs> awesome. Juggernaut's awesome. And I hear that all the time. So I was excited to read a Juggernaut story. And again, it's okay. You know, there's nothing awful with it. Like you said, if everything's based on trying to get to that apocalypse back up, and I kind of got robbed because I wasn't really reading that. I was going more for the main book. And again, a little advice uh, about the the mystique issue. Yeah. Don't bother reading the yeah, mystique that's, part. That's, just read the yeah. back part. And that's the thing. I should just go through and read those again. And maybe I will come back and talk about that as well, about what I felt of the apocalypse back up. But for this, I wanted to. And this was not even a plan. I just ended up. The other day, Brandon even sent to me, he's like, ah, I'm reading a bunch of stuff, catch up and see what my quick books are. And I ended up grabbing some stuff and I'm like, you know what? I got X-Men Black Magneto. I should read that. And I read it. And I'm like, eh, it didn't get me angry as much. The po- politics yeah. are really in your face. But I'm like, eh, I'll read a bunch of these. I read Mojo, kind of started drifting off a little and then skipped Mystique to go to Juggernaut. But I'll probably- I liked Mojo the, the most, actually, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. all three of those. And I haven't read this Juggernaut one it's, yet, though. I like the it. The art looks pretty good. I like the art a lot. It's kind of my style. Now, Emma Frost came out this week, and maybe I'll talk about that next week on the, the, uh, I'll kind of do a a back and forth deal. I did, uh, uh, Magneto and Juggernaut. Now, next I'll do Mystique and Emma Frost. We'll see. But my favorite issue of the last couple weeks is my next one. It's Black Panther Deadpool number one. I know Brandon has not read that. Did you read that at all, Aaron? No, I haven't been reading it. I'll tell you, it's, it's Daniel Kibblesmith. This is the number one art by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. And Daniel Kibblesmith just did Quantum and Woody. He also did a book that I really like called Doorman. Uh, that not many people know of that it was really good and ricardo lopez ortiz just did the hit girl bunch of issues that i really really like so i like it. it's another guy a lot of people you know are back and forth it's kind of art that if you like it you love it if you don't well you're gonna have some problems but i think that this is the best black panther book out and i think this is the best deadpool book out and it was funny it actually had <laughs> times in it that actually had feels with it it starts with Black Panther at kind of a Day of the Dead kind of Wakanda celebration where a lot of people, you even have little kids dressed up as the Avengers. You have little kids dressed up as Black Panther. And T'Challa goes over and talks to this little kid. 
And it's one of the best conversations I've seen in a Black Panther book since I've been reading. And even I'm not just talking about the five issues that we have in Fresh Start. I'm talking about the stuff that from before and the Deadpool stuff's funny. What happens is uh, Deadpool ends up driving a bus. He ends up having problems, ends up crashing. And the famed mailman Willie Lumpkin of the Marvel Universe <laughs> gets a shard of metal in his chest. Almost like Tony Stark, which they do point <laughs> out. And, and he's in the hospital and he needs the only way that he can be saved is getting a piece of vibranium to put in that will draw out the slate, you know, whatever it is. It, all it is is to get Deadpool to have to go to Wakanda, which he does. And he just walks in and they even they don't even know how he got in. <laughs> how did he get in? Like, he gets in. Now, in the meantime, Shuri and T'Challa are working on a weapon that's more not a weapon but it's a gun that can end up shooting off limbs but and shooting anything it's like almost like a scalpel type thing that ends up healing as you cut so as you it's a gun though so it shoots but if you shoot off somebody's leg it, it it ends up cauterizing it, but also kind of healing that wound right away, and they're going to use it for something. Well, they end up fighting Deadpool, and the weird thing is, is Deadpool will not tell. Uh, you know, he just says, "I want vibranium," and T'Challa's like, "You're not getting vibranium." And all I think that Deadpool has to do is explain the situation. He never does. And there's a lot of jokes about his pouches and things like that, and all this stuff going on. But in the meantime, T'Challa shoots. Deadpool, it cuts off his arm. And now the problem is, is that it heals the cancer at that part of his arm. So his arm isn't going to grow back. He has no arm now. It's <laughs> off, which T'Challa takes to study for later and then teleports Deadpool out. And he gets, he wakes up, you know, out of this teleport and he doesn't have an arm. And they, it actually is explained. I saw some things online about it. It's explaining that in fact, Deadpool does not have a healing factor. He has a dying factor. And what ends up coming back when it grows is the cancer. It's not actual good cells. It's the cancer that grows it back. And it's this weird roundabout way that he's actually healed at that point now because of this. And it won't grow back. But he's there without an arm. And he basically says he's going to go and cut off T'Challa's head. And he's So he's pissed. a walking tumor? Yeah. Yeah, basically. That's kind of <laughs> how it explains it. Where he, they even say, and I think it's, I think it's T'Challa's says you know you always say you have a healing factor you don't you have a dying factor you know you have it skewed you have it backwards but the the jokes all hit in my mind That's it's very funny it's yeah, yeah. I, i'm telling you anybody who has any sort of interest in either black panther or deadpool you go and read this this one issue and i guarantee you 99 percent of the people are going to really really enjoy it. it it is the better deadpool and black panther book than the Deadpool and Black Panther book out. And I really <laughs> like Daniel Kibblesmith, and I think he is funny. Again, it, it does even have a kind of a Quantum and Woody vibe to it as well, uh, especially with if you went with Quantum and Woody being Black Panther and Deadpool, it kind of would make sense. Uh, my last one is, and very quickly, Black Panther number five, written by Tennessee Coates, art by Daniel Kuna. And if you've been reading Black Panther and you skipped five issues, you haven't skipped much. And you really, yeah, this this issue is a lot of talking, a lot of I standing think, around. I think you missed like 30 years, but nothing happened in yeah, those nothing. 30 years. And this is, I actually have a write-up, and I said this issue has a whole lot of standing around and talking, and I was pretty much bored throughout. Problem is that I just want to know what's going on. 
And Coates seems to think it's interesting to readers to get this slow burn, and it's not for me. I already think Black Panther is a cool character, and I want to see him be Black Panther. I, I want to see him kick butt, and I'm waiting for him to get his groove back. Just is not interesting to me, and it's taking so long to get anything out of the series. And the art's okay. Uh, the art isn't going to win the day for I me either. Like I'm it. not that. I, it's okay. So it's not going to win me over. And five issues is more than enough. This book isn't for me. It's probably the last time I'll talk about it. I, I read this, and basically this whole issue is, come on, T'Challa, you're Black Panther. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay. It's Black Panther getting his groove back. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's him getting it is. his because, groove back. Because the, the leader got killed. Yep. The, the I guess leader. I mean, yeah. we really barely met her. And and T'Challa seemed to think he was in love with her as well. So there was that weird oh, really? kind of oh, yeah, that's what they that, say in this. That that's up. what they say in this issue. Where like <laughs> you loved oh. her. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold yeah. your spear. Come on, let's go. It's not uh, mine. Yes, it is. No, it <laughs> isn't. Give me the spear. All right. Where's Mbaka? Hey, Mbaka, uh, I think I might have my groove back. All right, let's fight. Let's go. Yeah, yeah that, let's go. That's, that's, that's all that's it is. It. That's the whole I, thing. I just I, I just realized I had uh, like six more pages to read, yep. but I just kind of glanced yeah. through. Glance in. I was like, that's I don't all really it is. And in this. fact, the six <laughs> pages that you had to read were a bunch of non-dialogue pages of him looking at himself, <laughs> looking at the spear, grabbing one spear, putting on the mat. Yep. There's, literally, there's nothing literally, to this. And I fun. just I don't understand why. I don't understand what and why you have a character who, when this started, you know, a little bit before, but at this point, when is that what you talk about striking when the iron's hot? I mean, this is the golden age of fandom for Black Panther. There has never been this much <laughs> fandom of Black Panther. So anybody, and they always talk about, oh, well, everybody who saw the movie obviously don't read the comics. And you can tell by the sales numbers, but there's going to be some, and there's going to be some that are going to watch that movie even if they just watch it on Netflix now, or they watch it, you know, on the stick, or they saw it in the theater, and like, I really want to get in these comics. Like, it's Black Panther to me, and I loved it. I know that Brandon wasn't as big a fan as me. I, I liked it all right. I, I just like past the Marvel origin movies at well, this and, point. Like, we, and I love stuff. origin stories, and the thing is, I actually came out of the Black Panther movie with my wife, who, who got bored. But I, I thought to myself, <laughs> I want to read Black Panther. Now, again, I was already a fan of comics. just hadn't really read Black Panther, but well, I that's came cured. out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. But I came out and I ended up going uh back and reading Christopher Priest stuff. Then I started getting into Tennessee Coates, and I immediately, I mean, really, it only took me about three issues of Tennessee Coates to get bored. But I mm-hmm. thought, okay, this will get better. This will get better, and it, it really hasn't. It, it's just, it's like this book, and nothing happens. It's it just nothing. It, it's so infuriating to me. That you have this, and yet I look, and probably uh, I'll look right now. I bet it's the highest rated book uh, of this <laughs> week because everybody has to give oh, it, God, you know, it. higher scores really just because not, of what's going on, and there's there's no reason for it, and it drives me nuts because it should be better, and it, it should at least again you have a fresh start. It's hardly a fresh start. It, it, it's it's just nothing. And Black Panther 
two, only two people reviewed it. Eight out of ten is the the uh, aggregate score. It's not the highest rated, actually. Well, that's a huge difference. There's like 20 people reviewing it when issue one came out. That tells yeah. me all I need yeah. to know. Yeah. Oh, and I, I told. I, yeah, I used that as a tracker too. I, I was said, like, how I, many people reviewed it? Somebody was talking to me in the Slack chat, and I said, listen. Uh, I actually go by that higher than scores anymore that if you see, a, you know, oh, man, this is the best ever. And you go and there's only three people reviewing it, two or three people. You know that there are a ton of people who were reviewing it before and don't want to give it a bad score. Yeah, so they bail. They, they just basically are those, you know, kind of fly by not fly by night. But, you know, they want to be positive. I call They'll it the come false back positive. They'll the last issue before it's canceled yeah. and say what a classic But, it yeah, was. a lot of these people, they instead of giving it a four out of ten, they will just not review it. Now, again – we're going to probably do kind of the same thing, but it's just because I don't want to bother with it. Though it, it's, <laughs> it, it no didn't sense. take me that long to get through. But yeah, I, I like to throw out a couple fours before I give up. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> and, and really, if I was going to rate this, uh, pretty much well, I think every <laughs> every every issue of this Black Panther, I give a pretty much a straight five because yeah. I'm bored and it does nothing for me. And I'm just like, whatever. There you go. Take that, but that that are those are my quick picks. Uh, and moves. It's so move so far small, like yeah. one oh inch my. forward. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. And that's it, the, really, the thing years. is, Tennessee Coates thinks that the interesting thing is in one full issue, twenty one pages for T'Challa to go. You know what? I want my memories back. Boom. That's all you're going to get. And the rest is him standing around looking at people. Then the next issue, he grabs a spear and says, all right, I guess I'm not going to be a thrill seeker anymore and try to kill myself that way. Let's go back to war. All right. I want my memories back. Yeah, I want my, yeah. And that's the basic thing in this is he's mad Mm. because they ended up being destroyed last issue and they were on the run and this is years later it's like five years later and he's just mad because he was that close to getting his memories back and then it was pulled away when they got killed and so yeah so and basically i feel his pain because i want the memories back but even then i thought to myself while i was reading this like when are we going to get one of the memories come back anyway? Hey, you know, oh, I, I am Black Panther. All right, I whatever. seriously thought we were going to get, since we read Shuri yeah. last two weeks ago, uh, I seriously thought we were going to get something from that, that you know, that warp yeah. tunnel, like a, a flash backwards. Yeah, something. You know, so but nothing. then coming through the warp tunnel and then all of a sudden, boom, this is what yeah. happened. Now, no. I, I think that that I think the delays. I think we'll eventually get there, but maybe the delays screwed that timing up. I don't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I I can't say it either. I I can't. I don't have faith either. But Brandon, what are your quick books? We're gonna kick things off with the oldest one here, real quick. What if uh, Spider-Man number one, written by Jerry Conway, artist by. Diego Orlotegui, why? I don't know. Um, what, yes. What if Flash Thompson? What if Flash Thompson is an interesting examination into what would happen if high school Jack took up the mantle instead of Peter Parker? It ends up taking a dark turn uh, into you know the basic Spider-Man lesson of you know with great power comes great responsibility. It might turn some off uh, towards the end of the issue, but I enjoyed it enough to take a peek. Uh, and then, you know, maybe we'll do what if Punisher next week, which yeah. is, you know, the different, um, 
other what if kind of Spider-Man one that that they put out. But I, I liked it enough. It was cool. It was worth. Um, I, I bought it just on a whim because I was bored one day, and I, I kind of give it a seven point oh. I, I liked it yeah. probably more than some of these other ongoings we've read this week. Um, but you know, I don't really have much to say about it. It's just a Spider-Man origin story, and then you kind of see how he goes down a different path and and where that takes him in the end. Yeah, uh, I, I was actually going to do uh, if Thor was raised by uh, frost giants uh, this week, and I, I ended up. Oh, is that what that one is? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to uh, do, and it, it actually was decent enough. So I, I think that you would like it. I think that you would like it more than I did. Anyway, yeah, I've always been a fit. I love the what if stories when I was a kid, so I figured I they peaked back up. I'd, I'd check one out. Um, yeah, I've been piling them up. I've been re- yeah. meaning to read them in one big go, basically. Yeah, once I yeah. have time. Yeah, I always kind of dig them. Um, you get a it, instead of the watcher kind of narrating things, it's Nick Fury the Unseen, which is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. uh, even a more modern twist to them. Um, se- second one is going to take a dive off a cliff here, and uh, I'm sure I'll have a couple people agree with me. And that's Return of Wolverine number yeah. two, yeah, written I... by Charles Soule, art by Declan Shelby, Laura Martin. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing to my poor Wolverine, but I'll be honest. I've read uh, all of the Wolverine-related titles put out lately, dating back to the Legacy one-shot when he first came back, his appearances in the back of random Marvel issues they put out after that, then his his journey with the Infinity Gem in in Countdown, and then, you know, some of the Hunt of stuff. That's when I just tapped out. I was like, I'm not dealing with four different miniseries at once. Um and now two issues of the return of, and I still have no clue what the heck is going nope. on with Wolverine. Neither if do it's I. the same Wolverine I've been reading, or if it's all different Wolverines, uh, and that's just not a good thing. Suddenly Wolverine is a scattered memory again. He's flashing back to glimpses of his past and simultaneously, possibly other aspects of his personality. But I don't know how everything we've teased with his name on it for the last calendar year ties into suddenly. What is a pr- prolonged boat ride and then a fight? Yeah. Uh, no, I was no confused. I was so confused. I was too. No oh. reveals. A step, huge step back in the art and coloring department. Mm-hmm. The previous yeah. issue. And a pointless add-on to his powers. And Marvel is killing my interest in one of my all-time favorite characters at the moment. Hard pass here. Uh, for now, even though the cliffhanger might hook some, it wasn't me. 2.5 out of 10. for. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, I was confused. I ended yeah, up. I, I read. Agree. I read the Return of Wolverine <laughs> one a couple weeks ago when it came out, and then I went to read this, and I was like, uh, "What happened?" And I went back yeah. and read one again, and then I liked read one two. Enough. I was like, it's "All okay. right, take me somewhere." I didn't now, like one either. It, it was okay. Good. I didn't really understand. Even then, it seemed like a lot of stuff just thrown in there. And then when I read two again, and I'm like. All right, I got to go back and read one again because I just I did didn't too. see what was going on, like, and then I, I'm like, what happened? and then it, I thought maybe if I read both in a row, that makes that sense. Girl that's with them looks so different in issue two than issue yeah. one. I had almost no idea. Then she wants to get sexy with him. Like, <laughs> well, hey, let's get sexy. It's like we don't got time I, for that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Declan Shelby's art is normally better than this. Uh, I feel this was rushed, rushed, and yeah. rushed to the point of. He couldn't even give you uh, uh, a seagoing scene done fast enough. I mean, there's like nothing but clouds and water for background he has to worry about for the most part. Uh, I mean, except except for some underwater fight scene. But 
or underwater scene, but I mean, seriously, it it, it was almost like Jr. Jr. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. reminded me of uh, the game day. Silent Hill when it first came out, where they had to make the town uh, filled with smoke because of the draw distance to, to kind of fill that <laughs> in. So you're like, eh, we'll put a cloud here. And, and I have a problem with the hot claws to begin yeah. with. This no. did not help. It's me. just the worst way to. He's used them once in two issues, and it's the cheesiest, most. Yeah cliche action movie way to use them and it's just dumb if you're going to give them this power at least have creative ideas and ways to use them and and yeah it seemed like the idea of the hot claws was where it began and ended and then they're like all right we got to put these in here now what's the point of it when his claws can already literally cut through anything why do they need to be Well, again it was uh (laughs) Yeah, it's like giving Superman the, uh, what's it called? The explosion power that now I can't yeah, even yeah, remember. The, the solar burst. Solar, solar flare. flare yeah. yeah, the solar flare. There was no need. He already has 18 different powers that, that are already the biggest. Now you have a solar flare. But yeah, yeah. Let, let me just, this is what uh, Logan experienced when his hot claws happened. It was ugly. It felt like, like I was just claw, like the claws with nothing else. Yeah. Like they were, st- Dealing every bit of energy mind. and like they were in control. What? Hot claws. like a teenage girl. My, my, Hot claws. Bones, like my bones control me? Yeah, it's, it's just like hormones. being a teenage boy again. My bone controlled <laughs> me, all right. <laughs> Too many times. Still. Tuck that in your waistband, Logan. Yeah, really. Yeah. And then, yeah. then the doctor even goes, that's ridiculous. And yeah. I was like, that's exactly like, how you I You are right, doctor. <laughs> you are right. PhD and yeah. in, in truth. And uh, yeah. then we're going to wrap things up here with the oh. Spider-Geddon crossovers from last week. Uh, first one, Aaron kind of mentioned last week, wasn't great. Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider number one, written by, I don't know if this is a real uh, name or not, Sheenan, Sheenan, Seanan, McGuire, uh, Rosie Campy, Ian Herring, VCs Clayton Cowles. Shaban. Shaban. After, Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> After some overlong recap of just who Spider-Woman slash Gwen is, we finally catch up to the present day of the story. But in typical Edge of spider get in fashion, which we should be well past, uh, making this feel like an oddly placed book in the event miniseries schedule. All before it's suddenly not. Eventually we catch up to present day events. Find out Gwen was transported here from spider get into and is on the hunt for a new transponder. Her path leads her to this new Earth's Peter Parker to help her, but is he willing? Ignore this if you're picky about the tie-in books and not a completionist. It's not enjoyable and doesn't impact the event titles. Uh, basically, like the other tie-ins so far have, the one I've talked about last week and the one I'm going to talk about now. Uh, this is, I don't know, basically another five-ish, four-ish issue. I didn't even yeah. like the art to nudge it up to five, really. Yeah. Um, I didn't even and, read it because uh, Aaron's saying how bad I'm like it was. a four yeah. at that one myself. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It just was not good. Like, I've read some decent Spider-Gwen books, and this was not it. Um, that's really kind of all I got to say about that. And then Spider-Girls 1, this one was better. This was Jody Hauser, Andres Gen- Genolet, Trinol. oh, my God, Triana Carell, <laughs> and VC's Joe Carmata. bust them out hit me hard Uh, the second spider get in tie in from last week has a much more genuine tie in feel um, to it and more important to the story overall uh, trying to put a stop to an inheritor's madness two versions of spider woman fan favorite mayday and another kind of spider 
a woman in the black suit esque named Alicia from previous Spider Verse issues back uh, last year, two years ago. Team back up to recruit Renew Your Vows Spiderling to the events with a touch of an emotional feel to the events as well. Mom and Dad Spider head off to take on the Inheritors while the Spider Woman hang back with Annie to figure out how these scrolls that helped them last time can help them this time. A worthy tie-in that feels important to the actual events of Spider-Geddon that also gives you a few feels in a couple spots if you know the history of these Spider characters. This was a 7075-ish type issue for me. Nice, nice. I, uh, I, I, no, go on. Go no, you go uh, on. I just, I just figured out that I would totally read a book about four girl spider yeah. men. <laughs> I would totally yeah, read that. I like okay. Annie from the previous. Before they kind of <laughs> aged her up, I liked her better more as a little girl. But, you know, she she doesn't bother me as a, as a teenager. And then Mayday's cool. And the Alicia one I don't have a huge connection to. She's kind of just really lingering around from Spider-Verse, basically. Uh, if you, you know, you know who I'm talking about. But, um, you know, I like the other characters. And it, it was a cool, cool way to br- kind of bring it all together and, and at least make one of these tie-ins that are just sprung up for this event feel important feel so important. far. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to read that one then. Uh, yeah, yeah you, Spider should, you should. It has some touch, touching moments. The art is pretty dang good. Cool. Uh, the They explain the girls pretty much their personalities and characteristics about them pretty well. Uh, I have, yeah, I would have to definitely agree 7-5 nice. on nice. that one. Yeah, Spider-Gwen, I, I was going to, that was actually one I was excited to read, and then Aaron threw me off of that one, and then the brand said, oh, I'm going to do that in the QuickBooks, and then messaged me, and was like, it's awful. Yeah, he's like, it's so bad. <laughs> but we're going to end with one book, and it's a pretty big book. What is it, Brandon? Yeah, I forgot to write down the creative That's team. Fine. So if I'll, anyone I'll has, the, I have it right I'll, here. I'll read the blurb while. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have the. It's written by Ed Brisson, and it is Extermination Number Four. Uh, yep. It's Ed Brisson. Layouts by Pepe Lorez, pencils by Ario Anandito, inks by Dexter Vines, colorist Eric Arcaniaga, and letter <laughs> VCs Joe Sabino. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, it feels like forever since we've had a peek at the young X-Men getting picked off one at a time, and we finally continue that story here. Uh, however, it kind of looks like a rush to the finish line as the young guns suddenly are ready to go back to the past, and oops, maybe somebody dies. So let's peek in at extermination number four. Yeah, and I'm going to let you guys mainly talk about it because I realized I didn't read three, though I was told by Aaron that really there wasn't much going on. But even so, there's not – I mean there's there's stuff going on in this issue, but it is a lot of standing around and a lot of, hey, I'm good. Oh, no, you're not. Yes, I am. Here, I'll take out my my, uh, neural thing. You know, now you can read my mind and you can see, oh, yeah, he is good. And I just – it just yeah, it kinda, was a lot of filling in the blanks yeah. really quickly and efficiently. I mean, it it, it, yeah. it happened fast. It's and... usually like the third issue of a miniseries, but they kind of kept with the formula last issue and squeezed all the everything you needed to know into this one a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I dug it. I dug it enough. Uh, yeah. The beginning is definitely Ahab. He, he's just 
decided he's going to go full bore for Cyclops, kill him. He, he, we find out about in the middle of the issue, if he just takes one of them out, it changes the future. Yeah, it was funny that it was that they were benefit. going after Bobby, but then it's like, eh, we don't really need yeah, to whatever. do any. It's, yeah. it's any, any of them. Yeah, it's kind of like, eh, we could just do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. 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 the other ones are any well. single. Any yeah, single, anyone. the young, Dumb. young ex OGX men, the, the whole kitten caboodle comes the cards come crashing yeah, down. Yeah. Basically. I just think Ahab's a big wuss. He doesn't want to deal with cable. He's, he's going to be a harder fight. He thinks than these X-Men, he can just mind swap and, and deal with. But, uh, you know, then we move on here. We get what Jim was mentioning earlier, uh, which is clean up at the Xavier mansion, which yeah. is just a weekly thing, basically at this point in the X-Men's history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, uh, the, confrontation with young cable with the the kind of x-force sub team um and and they put everyone in the air via jean gray and she just stops all this fighting and she's like all right let's get to the bottom of what's going on here cable's like listen i'm trying to make you guys normal again to send you back yeah we have to send you back you know, basically what we've all assumed for the last said in the first it's, issue, actually, yeah, uh, yeah. Eric even said the first issue that uh, he thinks that they're going to get Angel and take his wings and change him up because he can't go back with those new ones. He has to go yeah. back with original looking ones. So yeah, he that's was all right Cable's on. trying to do. He did. He does admit he knocked off old Cable and yeah. he expects exactly the same to be done to him sometime yeah. when he becomes ineffective and he's fine with that. You know, it's the life cycle of Cable. Yeah, I'm telling you, that uh, reminds me of like an hockey uh sometimes you're a cheap player so if you don't get calls your way you realize that you know it goes both ways and that's how we, we could we could have used some cable action in uh mate madrox yeah multiple yeah, where's cable? Sure. he's really sleeping on the job <laughs> on that one but yeah. uh you know i basically like that explanation for cable i'm fine with the old one being dead this young one he's cool enough for me to to pick I up i don't the mind man. him yeah mm-hmm. um and then, and then, yeah, Mimic basically flat out admits, yeah, whatever, they took these wings, I'm fine it with it. It was funny, Mimic's like, you know what, he could have asked me, but, you know, he, he kind of did show me I'm what was going to go. Help, He's know? like, yeah, I'm just here to help. But, yeah, I did like what, they're like, you the- did. And they, they like they even say, did you even ask him? And eh, I would have liked him to ask. But yeah, I think it was it. last issue that it had Cable literally look like he was plucking yeah. the wings yeah. off yeah. a mimic, well, like no it. anesthesia or no. He's just like, ah, yeah, the just yep. getting pulled off. Yeah, and then uh, you know it's Gene and Cyclops moment. I swear she was gonna start sucking his face in, at one of these panels, and she's just kind of looking at him with these longing eyes, yeah. like, well, I'll have rubbing his hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's when Ahab drops in and, and they're all just, you know, cover Scott, all costs necessary. Poor Gabby gets turned again. Yeah, Her- Gabby gets turned again. She can't, she can't get out of the way. Uh, no. being turned into something else yeah. in the book. They need to stick her back in the danger room and yeah. get a little practice fight yeah, really. think or yeah, she, but, I uh, think that basically her, her biggest problem, she just leaps before she thinks, so yeah. she always ends up, that always ends up getting her. She doesn't think yeah, ahead. First one down. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you know, the fight goes on just a little too long. The Ahab um, kind of gets what he wants. He, we think, possibly throws yeah. a spear through Cyclops by the end of all this mayhem, and and that's basically how our issue ends. Uh, this is either sticking in his shoulder, if you ask me, or I don't know, maybe he's really I, I gone. Think it's, I think it's sticking him right through his visor. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's, a, that's he, he's ju- he's jumping on Ahab. Ahab has that. Over his uh, shoulder. Yeah, they are showing you know, it so much. And, and then the last chunk, yeah, it seems like it's like coming through right through his visor lens. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think uh, 
I think Cyclops is dead, and the, the future the visor is lens is on the ground at the cover of next issue as everyone looks back. You yeah, know, and yeah. And I don't it, know what that means though, because Angel has his fire wings there. Yeah, so. and it's funny too because you you have that last bit where you have a it's like the battle's already over and you've lost. He's already thrown that the shunk, and at that, that one panel right there, you obviously you don't see. You know, the, the front of Scott, but you also don't see the ground, so you can't see if his mm-hmm. visor was shattered on the I ground <laughs> either. They are really playing coy with showing you both things. Though I'm telling you, the way it looks, I mean, it, it's not less deadly. I, I swear to God, where it is, it looks like it went right through his neck. It might kind of go with the it's deal. It's dead center. Yeah, yeah. And, For but sure. it's still deadly. Uh, either way but yeah it's weird yeah. with the fire wings the next issue as well and then somebody reaching and grabbing the visor but it also looks like yeah it looks like they're heading back to their time in that deal but the fire wings kind of throw it off but, i'm just gonna say that that cover was drawn months in oh, advance yeah, yeah. before the the finish of this story so that that cover artist had no idea yeah, the what cover was definitely looks like one of those like all right let's go hey scott you coming with us yeah let me get my visor on man. I, I, I wish i wish they they said the the character box and the cover banner like they did on the beginning of this first issue uh, this issue yeah how they had uh, before burn on the front cover. They had the Marvel comics yeah. group across the top. Awesome. The old uh, box with all the characters. I love the old box. That's I so that. cool. I, I hope they just continue going and, on. And the thing that about that is it's not even just the faces. It's even the, the type print with like the three ninety nine mm-hmm. in the U.S. is a little askew there. Looks yeah. so good. Looks so awesome. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, I do like this, and and I've, it's it's a weird kind of like I, I don't even know what to call an event, you know, with the whole deal with Marvel and things like that. Uh, but this does feel pretty big, uh, though I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, so I, I can't say either way. But uh, <laughs> I do like it though. I actually well, the, enjoy the it. X-Men have gone through a, a lot of yeah. turbulence throughout the years. And I think the, the fandom is just kind of waiting kinda for waiting. the complete reset. I mean, they're still reading this. They're just kind of waiting. And I mean, in this, the, uh, the Ahab seems to have a Batman who laughs. Uh, he's right there in the one part. I, you see a lot of things like that. One of the, one of the, uh, guys with him in this one panel where he's just standing there and he has all the dogs there, uh, actually looks like one of those Robin crows. And then <laughs> you get some DC stuff too. But the one, the one definitely has the Batman who laughs look with, with that spiky thing across his eyes and stuff very yeah. on uh but what would you give it brandon i'm gonna go with a, a flat seven here i i liked it enough it was a little talky in the middle with the cable stuff lingering a, a bit too long but i like the cliffhanger at the end the art in the series has been great from start to finish and i don't know i just definitely look forward to how it wraps up and mm-hmm. hopefully gives me an interesting point to jump on some X-Men books because, you know, I'd like to add one to yeah, my poll list. Yeah, I'm going seven days, as well. I, I liked it. I think the art's really good. Uh, I think that it's pretty good. And I actually really do like Young Cable. So I'm down yeah, with him. Yeah, I do him. too. I think yeah, he's a I'm cool down character. with him. So I'm good with that. I still don't know all the characters as I'm reading because I, I'm not that schooled in the X-Men stuff. But they have some big ones here. So I, you know, I know 99.9%, but yeah. sometimes some of these show up. And I'm like, eh, even there. And it's funny too, because about three months ago, I probably wouldn't have known Shatterstar at all. 
but just because <laughs> I've seen him have a book and yeah. read that first issue, unfortunately. But uh, with that, I was like, ah, Shatterstar, there he is. But yeah, I'll give it a seven. What about you, Aaron? Well, this is a tough one. Yeah. See, I, I don't, I don't have much of an attachment to the OG X Men because they they got brought back. I'm assuming uh, some tiny whiny stuff, yep. and they stuck around. They served their purpose. And now they're really pretty much trying to clean them up and send them out, which I'm completely fine with. I I couldn't stand this Cyclops at all. Really? From just it from just whiny. from just. Yeah, just from these couple issues is all I've read from. It's funny, these are these him. are this is the the book and uh, the Bendis when he brought them back. That was the one book that I read of X Men <laughs> leading into <laughs> doing the podcast. So I I do know them and I that that Cyclops is kind of a jerk. So. I mean, I, I prefer my Cyclops to have a little more of control of the situation, yeah, yeah. Uh, idea and outlook of what's going on, where his teams mates are going to go. I never really experienced Cyclops as this is. Uh, I'm just going to jump into the fray yeah. without a plan kind of Cyclops. So I'm going to give it an extra point two for the oh. death of that Cyclops. Oh, my. <laughs> so 7.2. 7.2. Well, yes. yeah, just for the death. So if, if, so when we read five and he's not dead, you're going to take that back and go to a a little remembering you give us seven then. Uh, but now we have (laughs) our book of the week and we'll just go by the three ones, uh, that we talk mainly about. And because of that, I'm extermination number four for me for my book of the week. What about you, Brandon? I'm going same thing. Extermination number four. Yeah. How about, and I guess Aaron, you're going to. Still I'm trying going, to convince us I, with Tony Stark I'm, I'm nonsense. I'm going to Iron Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah Tony I really Stark like nonsense. that. I really oh, like yeah. that, that uh, evil origin yeah. issue. Evil, mm. evil, evil villain origin issue. You just issue. like those mutant cattle. That's I, all I, I you just, like. I just, I, I just like it when they, they start giving me a new character yeah. to care about. Oh, that's Even cool. if it's a villain, I can care about a villain. All right. Well, there so. you go. Uh, we have a podcast in the uh, bag, as they say. A longer Ooh. one, too. This one was a longer uh, episode, I believe. Scary long? Scary long, indeed. <laughs> After Brandon's uh, trick-or-treating and my kids uh, bending the rules. And I'm, I'm thinking. Now, again, my diet, this is my whole thing. My diet was a 30-day diet. It's a 30-day cleansing diet. I am on day now 35, and I'm almost at 36 once midnight hits. I could eat a couple candy and kind of, I know that if I went downstairs right now, I'd eat every piece of candy, and I probably grabbed at least 40 pieces for, <laughs> for a Friday night. Uh, so I have to, I have to try to stay away, but I really want to go eat candy right now, though I am exhausted and, uh, took too much cold medicine as per usual. Well, the candy will, per- the candy will perk that, you up. That will. It's, a, it's a good evener. I have a weird idea that if I do eat all this candy, I will not go to work tomorrow. And uh, you know, that would, you know, I would end be up a lot easier in. next time you want to do a cleanse. Yeah. Just buy just a have turkey a baster and put it right up. Yes. Here. I, I did that once. I, I had a, uh, I think coffee it was, cleanse? Yeah, I had the co- coffee cleanse once. And the funny thing about the coffee cleanse is I read that like you really have to watch yourself because the capillaries there can really absorb that caffeine. But my other one was a and a- vodka. Yeah. My other one was an <laughs> apple cider vinegar cleanse that I Ooh. had, which pretty much was a, a turkey baster type thing up your butt. And, but the problem was you had to hold it in there for uh, a good amount of time 
and I couldn't do it. I had to run into the bathtub and uh, let go. And there you go. That's the end of the That's podcast. That's how you get past the mature content. That later. is true. <laughs> that is true. And yes, there you go. And that's a great way to end a Marvel Comics podcast. But with the sploosh. With yes, indeed. But yeah, I might go eat some candy. I am hungry right now. But we will end it now. Thanks, everybody. I hope you like uh, everything that you heard, even though uh, we all know that that Iron Man was nonsense. That's how oh, I'd like yep. to end it. But we'll be back again next Wednesday with a bunch of other books. See you guys.